ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. All right. Thank you guys for joining me today. Today on the podcast, I have Chris the drummer and we got Darby as well. How's it going? Hi. <laughs> um, so we will be giving you the podcast today. Today uh, is Vision, Vision Sunday. So we got to hear from Pastor Tom, uh, talk about you know where the vision of the church is going. And uh, we got to hear a little bit of uh, the sermon as well. But uh, just to kick us off, how long have you guys been coming to this church? I know, Darby, you grew up in this church, so yeah. why don't you kick it off and just tell us? Yeah, uh, I was adopted when I was seven months old, so pretty much the time I entered the U.S. to okay. now. So Where were you born originally? I was born in China, okay. like Southeast China. So, yeah, I was—I think my mom started coming maybe a year or so after. Like, it wasn't that long after, so— mm. 20, 21 years, 21, so yeah. Okay. Nice. So you've got to see it from a while. So From when it was Zion to okay. Center nice. Point, yeah. And so growing up in the church here, do you remember, I guess, building changes or did it look yeah. pretty similar? Or how? I remember, I think it was before they had the food pantry, which is no longer here, like on the corner. The house they had, yeah, yeah, the house. We had one in here. We actually had like a library apparently in this building. It was before they renovated the lobby. So there was a whole bunch of classrooms in that corner. And that was back when they had like a side door on the side of the building. It was completely different. I don't think a lot of people would recognize it. We had the nice 2000s red and green carpet and the matching red and green chairs that <laughs> oh, just, wow. yeah, it was very outdated. That's but. awesome. And then so... You grew up through here, went to kids' church, then to youth and mm-hmm. everything here. Did you guys meet in the sanctuary for youth? or? Were- yeah, back then. So when I was growing up, there was like, they had different names for these groups. Okay. So it was like Elevate, Crave, and then a whole bunch of names. Um, so that's when they actually used to meet at the old kids' church, which is where the new one is. It's just was smaller and organized differently. And growing up, we did start meeting in the sanctuary because we got bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my experience. But back then, you know, they all just met in the kids' church. That was the whole youth and kids was in the kids' church room. Okay, awesome. And then, Chris, the church that you grew up in, what what did it look like? Oh, man. Um, the main church I started with, I moved here when I was seven from Ohio. Uh, I don't remember much before that. So I just remember that I really liked the cold weather. Then we got here, and it's always too hot for me. I'm, I'm always hot and sweaty. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just too hot in Florida. Um, but I grew up in a small, like, Southern Baptist church um, over in O'Galley, not too far from here. Uh, church is still there. I believe it has a different name now. But um, it was just fun growing up because it was a, kind of a, you know, an old-fashioned classic uh, good old Baptist where we always found an excuse to have a potluck dinner every single Sunday after church, meeting uh-huh. the fellowship hall. There was probably more time spent in the fellowship hall than the actual sanctuary. Um, but definitely grew up here for, uh, was there for quite a while and then went to uh, another uh, large church for about 15 or 16 years. And I think I've been here. I was just talking to somebody about this a few days ago. I can't remember exactly how long ago. I'm really bad with dates. Um, I want to say probably six, seven years roughly. Okay. Nice. So for a little while. Yeah. So the so did you go to like a youth group or like kids church when you went to those other churches? I did. Um, just to show you how big the youth group was in my old Baptist church, we got really excited when all four of us that were in the teenage <laughs> range did a rockathon all night long and oh. raised like ten bucks. Wow, nice. it was it was exciting and very exhausting. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just uh, definitely a small one. And then uh, the church I went to after that, um, it was actually right after I was probably eighteen, so I didn't obviously do the youth, but. 
I grew up with their young adult group, was there when it kind of started and got to see it grow over many years. So that was really cool. Now, I'm not here quite as long as Darby, who really knows all the secret tunnels under the church. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's see, right. People assume the worship team when we're done, that they close their eyes and pray and that we walk off stage. There's actually secret tunnels that we go to <laughs> that take us Don't down below the There's one of those stage lifts like exactly. the performers have. There exactly. That's, that's wow. the secret. You know? That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I grew up in the area, um, grew up in Melbourne, Melbourne Beach, um, went to church over, um, uh, I grew up in, I went to Eastminster uh, Presbyterian uh, over there. And I just remember our youth room was, was something that I remember, you know, I could still probably draw a picture of like the layout of how it, how mm-hmm. it looked because it was just some place that you could go and know it was always open there. And it was some, something that I remember as being very unique. You know, it was, it did not look like a church. It looked more like just like a room to like hang out. And like, I just remember talking with people there, getting to, you know, make friends there and and everything. And, um, as well as like going to other people's churches where they had, you know, a designated area. And that was one of the things that when I first came to Centerpoint, I was like, where, where's that room? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. where, where, where is that room where like the youth meet? Because that's what I was used to. And, yeah. um, when I, you know, found out, I was like, oh, it's just, you know, a lot of shared spaces and Centerpoint does a great job of, of making it work. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's, it's awesome, but there, there hasn't been that designated area, um, for especially youth that, um, yeah. and, so yeah, that was that was one of the first things that I remembered there. But as we're kind of going into the sermon today, we'll kind of uh, touch on a few things that Pastor Tom brought up. But over the past few weeks, it's been this this concept of you know what what is the church? What does the church look like? And you know what what is the church there for? Is kind of the last few weeks of uh, this lead up into into Vision Vision Sunday and you know, looking at what Centerpoint does and what Centerpoint does for the community here, it does make, you know, you think like, you know, what's, what's the next step? What's the next vision? And everybody has been changed throughout COVID because it's kind of thrown a, a wrench into everybody's plans and everybody's, you know, traditional ways of, of doing things. But I guess, I guess a, a question would be is, um, you know, what, what do you guys feel like Centerpoint does differently than, other churches that you've been around or what makes Centerpoint unique in kind of looking at what is the church and what is the reason Centerpoint is here? Does anything come to mind? It's a deep question. Kind of a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would just say like, we've mentioned this a lot of times before, just worship is one of those environments that when you walk in, it feels very welcoming. Um, I know I've been here my whole life, so I could say that because I grew up in the church um, but even I think hearing people that are new to the center point say like, you know, we were greeted by the ushers and they were so friendly or we came into worship and it just felt like home hearing stories about how people came to center point and how they got, you know, brought back to God through this church. It's, I think it's the people cause you know, the church is people of God. And so, um, I think just everybody's willingness to be a family and to be like a community and serve each other, not even just, you know, on Sundays, but in times of need and, going through life together with small groups and stuff like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Anything come to mind you, Chris? I would say I know what stood out for me. Like when I started coming, it was I was still attending another church, but um, I know I got a hold of Ashley and Randy. I believe I knew Randy because he actually had worked for a little while many years ago at a church I went to. So I, I we knew each other as kind of references, not really close. 
Um, although we look alike, people think we're kind of related. We're not. Uh, his kids look at me. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not your uncle. Don't look at me like that. Um, no, but um, I started to get to know him, and they, they kind of brought me in occasionally just to see if, if I could help fill in on drums. And what I noticed with the other church I was going to, again, I'd been there for, I want to say, about 17 or 18 years up to this point. And whenever I would come to center point, it's one thing to be friendly to somebody, to have a genuine smile on your face. Hey, how you doing? Have a nice, you know, good to see you. Pat on the back. But then you kind of move on. This was different than where I was going before because I genuinely felt like when people asked how I was doing, they actually wanted to know. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so simple and so small, but um, a lot of times I'm sure everybody here in some way or another has either had a job like that or or been to a church in the past like that where it almost feels superficial on the surface. Mm -hmm. And here I was in a matter of weeks and months, I was making stronger connections and actually starting relationships with people that I didn't have at the church that I was at for 17 or 18 years. Um, cause there was just a lot of passing by whenever we see each other on Sundays, there was, Hey, how you doing? And tell me about your week. But then we would never connect outside of that here. The, I've, I've grown enough relationships. If I'm just stuck home alone, don't have my kids, nothing to do. There's like a list of people that, that come to mind. Let me see what they're up to. I yeah. want to fellowship and hang out with these guys and girls. They're mm-hmm. awesome. So I, that, that's what stands out to me about center point is there's a lot of genuine people here who actually want to get to know you and fellowship. And if you're going through a hard time, they want to actually help carry your burdens, Mm -hmm. not just because they're told to, but because they actually want to. And it's just something really special about that. Yeah. I I remember, yeah, coming to, to center point and, um, well, I lived in Atlanta before coming back to this area. And I remember going to the church that we, we went to up in Atlanta and having it be like my first time there and having the people come up to me and start talking to me. And once the conversation got past, like, Hey, how you doing? And I, and he kept talking to me. I was like, <laughs> this felt uncomfortable. Cause I wasn't yeah. used to it. I was like, wait, you actually want to know this stuff? Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, you got other people to talk to like kind of thing. And I, I felt that same sense of, of family, that community when I did come back to, to center point, um, because you do have a lot of people, you do have a lot of, uh, diversity here, a lot of, you know, different walks and everything. And it is, uh, apparent that, you know, that kind of gumbo melting pot type of community is, is, is very welcoming and, and does feel like, um, like a family more. And so, um, just kind of, uh, uh, shifting gears to the, the sermon a little bit, you know, pastor Tom, uh, gave us a few scriptures today and talked about, you know, what Jesus did as far as placing a very high value on God's house. Uh, the scripture that he referenced is from uh, Matthew 21. I'll read it here. Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those telling of, of those selling doves. He said to them, the scriptures declare my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law saw these wonderful miracles and heard even the children in the temple shouting, Praise God for the Son of David. But the leaders were indignant. They asked Jesus, Do you hear what these children are saying? Yes, Jesus replied. Haven't you ever read the scriptures? For they say, You have taught children and infants to give you praise. Then he returned to Bethany where he stayed overnight. So just reading that scripture there and giving us kind of what that authority, that, um, you know, importance that Jesus puts on the, the house of God. Did anything stand out to you guys there or any other 
points from the the sermon you guys want to bring up? Yeah, um, I'll just say, as he was talking about that, he also made a point that was on one of the slides um, that I thought was really powerful, um, especially in a lot of times we we read a Bible verse or we hear a phrase, we stick to the first half and we kind of ignore the last few words. We feel like they're an add-on, you know? Um, but one of the things that he pointed out is a church, like you said, it's not necessarily always a church uh, building, it's the people inside. However, um, what makes a church building powerful is when it's a holy place where all inside are actually seeking God. Um, and because, I mean, a lot of people can call themselves believers, can mm-hmm. say, I, I believe that Jesus exists, um, but then they kind of stop there and they they want to be around other people like that because it makes them comfortable. They feel like these aren't den of thieves like I read mm-hmm. about in the Bible. I can probably trust them. It's all good. But there's a difference between believing in something and seeking it and actually seeking to continue to grow in your walk. And that's what um, he pointed out that really sticks out to me is a church is truly a church, whether you want to call that a building, the people inside are both, when it's a place where people are coming to actually seek God. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it a church. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as the that goes, I mean, I, it just uh, makes me think of too, you know, when when I've been to different churches or you know see different um, different ways that different churches do things, there it's it's hard it's it's rare to see a church I feel like that every like generation or every uh, stage of life you know feels present there, mm-hmm. and so like some churches it's like all younger people and you're just like okay well where are the people that have you know been around a little <laughs> yeah. bit longer or and then you get the other side of like the the church where it's just all people that are older, you don't even see a kid or anything there. And so being able to, to mesh those two worlds a little bit and, you know, have that, um, that welcomeness for, you know, more of the, like the, the generations to come and yeah. seeing that, you know, all the generations is something that I, I look at center point and see that it is apparent that you have all of those, um, those elements. And, and like, like you said, it's just the building as far as, you know, being able to accommodate all those generations is, is something that center point is, you know, in need of. And so that kind of leads us into the, the vision as well. Is there anything else from the sermon that stood out to you guys today? Um, that pastor Tom talked about. Um, I would just say like a no, I mean, obviously going back to your point, like it's so cool to see people in different stages and different ages of their life, um, continually seek God um, and I think that this church also does a good job of making sure that people respect their elders because mm-hmm. they carry so much wisdom with them mm-hmm. that even when you like sign up for classes or you're just talking to people, you can kind of see the fruits of the time that they spend with God and how they, you know, intimately pursue him. But that's also being shown through how they pour out to other people and to the younger people. Um, and also just that, like, even looking in youth group in the kids church, I feel like there's just so much that's about to happen, um, and I think that this next generation is just getting ready for, um, I think they're so hungry for God that there's, we're kind of underestimating at times what they can do because there are youth and they are kids and they don't know as much. Um, but I think it's super important that we continue to, you know, pour into them because they're the next ones leading and, you know, treat them with the same kind of respect, I guess, but also just wisdom and be patient with them because we have issues, but you know, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's, all in all, it's it's worth the investment of you know, leading them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, 
you know, as far as, you know, the, the next generation to, to come, he, he talked about, you know, the, the building, the, the vision that is, is that is, you know, to convert the existing sanctuary into youth and kids area, and then to Mm -hmm. create a new, a new sanctuary. And, um, he talked a little bit about the, the growth of, of Palm Bay. And I didn't know that stat that, you know, it was the eighth or ninth largest growing city in the U S and so, um, it's pretty, pretty crazy to think about like all the people like coming and, you know, to the, to the area and where are they they going to find that place of, um, of worship and, and everything. Um, but yeah, so it, what about, what about the vision? Do you guys, do you guys see anything from the, the vision that, um, excites you as far as, um, you know, what he talked about or anything that you didn't, didn't know? Well, I will say the one thing I was kind of disappointed about is when he first started saying we're having Vision Sunday, I thought I'm due for my eye exam. Maybe they're going to offer some free ones there today (laughs) if it's Vision Sunday. There you go. But I came in and I digress. Um, But something I love actually kind of bouncing off what you said, Darby. I mean, I've got two kids that are 12 and 14, and I love how plugged in they are to this church. And, And in order to have that, you need a healthy, rooted system. And what I really love about the idea, to your points about you need older and younger believers, um, is we really, it's really easy to focus on why do you need a mentor in mm-hmm. your spiritual life? Why is that important? Well, obviously, if they're a mentor, they're someone who's been through more life situations. They've had yeah. more time to learn from God. But what about the flip side of that? What's the value of being a mentor? Do you get anything out of it? What's so amazing when you see a new believer, whether it's a child, whether it's a teenager, or even an adult, or even a senior— is um, when they have that fresh perspective, they often aren't tainted by so many of the trials a lot of us have gone through throughout our life. And they've got this this just huge, wide-eyed joy in, mm-hmm. in them because it's so fresh and so new that they're just now discovering who Jesus really is. And there's so many things that they'll say. And I love in uh, 1 Timothy 4.12, I believe is a verse that he brought up. Um, and it says that let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in impurity. Um, there's just something special about, I learn this all the time. Like, again, I'm a father, I, I have my kids a lot and I, and my goal is to always let me teach them. Let me teach them. It's amazing how many times God has taught me something through something so simple and innocent that my kids said mm-hmm. that I needed a reminded of. And that's what excites me about the fact that we're not only growing a sanctuary for the full church body, but we have a heavy focus on really getting facilities for our young people too, like somewhere where they can grow and thrive. Um, because like you said, it's it's how we're going to keep going is if right. you have a church full of people 40 plus, there's a problem. It's only going to last so long. It's just, you know, the human body. <laughs> um, but it's amazing to see the youth here and how plugged in, how plugged in they are with each other. And that is just constantly growing uh, because of that. Because not only do we have the chance to teach them and mentor them, but we also in turn learn so much and God will remind us so much through them in their own walks as we see them grow. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, um, you know, something I'm, I'm excited for because, you know, this, this church is just a, is such a, there's so many great leaders in the church, you know, Pastor Tom, the teaching team and everything, but then when you look at all the ministries that are, that are out there, like, I don't even feel like we've even tapped the full potential of, you know, people mm-hmm. that, you know, could be, cause there's so many different, you know, small group leaders that could be, you know, churches in themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. like the, the people that, that lead those are so talented and everything. And so just giving more of a space, more of, um, just a, 
uh, a haven for people to come to is is something that that I'm definitely excited about. And uh, I didn't realize that Center Point had 23 acres either. I mean, that's no, crazy. It's awesome. <laughs> it's right in right in the heart of uh, you know of Palm Bay uh, area and everything. You got to get some horses or something. <laughs> yeah, water slide. I'm that's waiting right. for a water slide. Ooh, that's what okay. I'm waiting for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be good, right? <laughs> and then we got the um, you know the video that that was uh, played there. We have what is it a thousand people moving in right next door mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with the apartment complex yeah. and everything. You know, there's there's so many different changes and for the for the leadership of the church to kind of be on the forefront and saying, all right, we're not going to wait until these things, you know, take place. We're going to have that vision of, of, you know, building a place that people will, will come to before, you know, that boom even hits, it's already hitting th- this area and everything. Yeah. And so, yeah, but, um, yeah, anything else, anything else come to mind with, uh, I guess what you're excited about for the vision of the church or anything that with that? Yeah, I'm just excited about. I mean, I'm I'm a youth leader, so I'm excited for having that new space, and it's mm. kind of like someplace we can call ours. Because if we did invent, we'd have to move back the chairs, or we'd have to clean everything up, make sure it looked nice for Sunday. So it'll be nice to kind of settle in completely and let it feel like more of a home for the younger people. Um, but also, just I mean, the leadership and how um, I guess faithful, but also diligent to what God's saying. That it's not something of, you know, it is something of their desire, but it's not merely just what because what they, they want it's you know mm-hmm. they're led by God and they they want to do things the way that he wants and they want his will to be done so I think that having a strong leadership that is so careful about making sure that they stand firm on the word of God that they're not going to lead people astray because a lot of times when you see churches get bigger sometimes theology goes out the window because mm-hmm. they get distracted with you know other things and it's kind of disheartening because then you have all those Christians new believers that kind of get sidetracked on their faith because, you know, they don't know what to believe and they've been taught something so wrong or there's a lot of church hurt. And so I think that the good thing about this leadership and about the team and even the congregants here is that we kind of keep each other in check. We kind of keep each other accountable. Um, and we just, you know, make sure that we're leading people in the right way, which is to God and through his word, that it's not stuff we're making up, even though, you know, it may look better on paper. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm excited for is just that I trust the leadership and the people here that it's going to work out. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, and and those those are real, you know, things to consider and, and think about. And you know, I'm sure a lot of people are going to have questions or concerns about where the church is leading, and um, that is something to be wary of. Is you know, you do see like the sometimes these mega churches like going astray from what the real, real purpose of the church is. So mm-hmm. I think you know, if if you haven't listened to those last couple sermons that have, have been here, it's it's very important to look back at those as to see. All right. What is the whole purpose of this? What is what is the why? And it reminds me of there's like a meme out there with that I've I've seen it. It's like um, you know mega churches be like you know focus on the word of God, but then it's like a guy like doing backflips like with like cables yeah. like you know attached dropping down from the like, ceiling. Yeah, people exactly. flying in. Yeah, and so yeah. and then the angels and literal ten people <laughs> yeah. dressed as angels come exactly. out of the out of the ceiling. Yeah. The big yeah. fog machine and the lights just yeah. come out of yeah. laser lights. I my think eyeballs. I think that is something that people. I don't know, envision when you're like, oh, the church needs to grow and get more, you know, mm-hmm. modern and whatever. It's like people like are like, oh, it's going to become one of these just performance-based things that it's just all, you know, just this spectacular event. But, you know, that that's not what I what Center Point is about at the right. core. Yeah. It's never been. And so I think that, um, yeah, just seeing, seeing how this progresses and, you know, the challenges, you know, just to pray about it, just to, you know, 
take time over the next couple of months or, you know, how long this um, vision is going. We, we have another meeting coming up, I think, October 13th or 14th. 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 Yeah, and make sure you register. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Dinner, <laughs> dinner to talk about more like the questions and everything, but but pray about for the church. Pray for the church. Pray for the growth and the the overall vision and yeah, make sure it's something that that God is um, you know, placing in this community, in this um in this church so that we can, you know, move forward with it. And okay. the thirty six days of prayer. Yes. If you haven't done it, text the word daily, D A I L Y to eight four four two one one eight six nine two. That was good. good. Yeah, yeah, the look on your face and you everything. Gotta, you gotta plug them in. All exactly. Right. <laughs> good. I'll I'll just wrap up on my side and say you asked kind of what excites us is what's exciting is you some to our point about you see a whole gambit of stuff happen across churches across the nation and the world, some good, some bad. Um, what can often happen is a church wants to grow because that's what they want, and they say, "Let's big the big shiny build the big shiny new building and hope that people come." Whereas in this situation, this is a matter of we literally already see God moving. This place yeah. is just we, we we've outgrown the building because God has brought so many new people and and strengthened the existing congregation, and it's. It's amazing and powerful to see that, that it's something that God's already moving and now we're responding to what God is doing. Um, mm-hmm. To me, that's just powerful. And and the biggest thing is when you grow with more people and you have a solid leadership, a solid congregation who's focused on God, that means more ways that God will use you and more ways that God will bless people through you. And that's always exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. Great place to wrap up. Thanks, Chris. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, uh, we will uh, uh, touch base next week. But until then, uh, just uh, have a great week. Thank you. Bye.